0: September 15th, 1916. Tanks are used in battle for the first time, throwing millions of horses out of work. Welcome to The Revisionist. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest is returning favorite, uh, one of the funniest people anywhere uh rachel weeks everyone
1: hi thanks for having me back guys
0: thank you for coming back um, yeah.
1: Happy and on, to. uh yeah we're talking serial killers is my fave yeah.
0: i know i didn't mean to pigeonhole you as the serial killer person <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh and honestly sp- that was the first time in a long time i think brian kind of fucked up the intro right off the bat <laughs> i know <laughs> to take it again it's a throwback to the old episodes. What uh, before the truth? The the people said we sold out by uh, <laughs> by, by having a Patreon where we get two dollars a month and how to put month. words
0: together in a coherent sentence. <laughs> Fucking sellouts,
2: you know, losers. This, also, a unique episode because we're recording later than usual here mm-hmm. in Chicago. It is past nine o'clock. <laughs> And in fact,
0: <laughs> sorry, just the lead up to that made it, it made it seem like you're going to say much later in the evening.
2: Well, it's dark. It's generally not dark <laughs> when I dark. do this. And in fact, we're doing tomorrow night. Yeah. I kind of wish it was uh, a late record tomorrow night because uh, tomorrow night is the 130th anniversary of the first Jack the Ripper murder. Oh, oh. Yeah, although the body was found in the small hours of August thirty first. Uh, spoiler: We're recording this one in advance. <laughs> hey, but by the time you hear it, uh, you know it'll be one hundred thirty years since since the the late summer of the Ripper, that that spree that took England by storm.
3: <laughs>
2: um, I guess I should say if you're new to the show. Um, <laughs> What we do is we look at an event or person from history. Uh, One person gives the true or what is commonly taught to be true account of that person or event from history. And uh, another gives the uh, perhaps more true or perhaps entirely (laughs) fabricated bullshit bananas, you know, cyborg, uh, you know... Animal House hijinks version <laughs> of that
0: event. That you, that you put Animal House next to cyborgs was insane to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, I the two would extremes of Animal House
1: cyborgs. Though. Actually, yeah. For sure would.
0: If it was like Animal House versus Robocop. Oh
1: my god. And
0: yeah. it was just Murphy <laughs> shooting everyone in Animal House.
1: It's I not fair that the robot fraternity gets the better grades than everyone else. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Besides, I think we all know, famously, Joseph Campbell said, uh, there are only
0: two stories, cyborgs and animal house.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, in the Bluto's journey.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, regardless, at the end, we vote on whether... We vote between the animal house and the cyborg, between the real <laughs> and the fake, on which becomes the true history of this big, bright blue marble... Hmm. Going forward, but right now, because <laughs> it is it is the dark times, it is a black marble full of fear and serial killers. Because once again, we are talking about a Jack the Ripper mm-hmm. with uh, our fourth and final suspect uh, for our Jack the Ripper miniseries. I think after you listen to this episode, voting should be open to yes. everyone, not just our subscribers. So Mm -hmm. consider this your seventh and eighth option for who might (laughs) be Jack the Ripper.
0: Yeah, so listeners, stay tuned to the end of the episode for uh, instructions on how to vote. Um, But uh, I'll be doing the actual history of our subject, Mr. uh, Aaron Kosminski.
2: Right. And that means Rachel has uh, graciously come up with an alternate version of Mr. Kosminski's story. Got it.
0: It's oh, my first yeah.
1: time doing the alternate history.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've done it's the, weird, the, right? I, it is weird. Yeah. <laughs> not to give too much, I'm not to pull the curtain back too much.
1: Make making up history like I'm a white man or something.
0: <laughs> 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 God damn it! Um,
2: um, yeah, uh, I guess uh, if there's no further ado, no further old business, I guess. Um, um, no. I, I mean think... the entire podcast in a regard in some regard is old business, but uh
0: <laughs> Love it. Well, maybe quick recap of uh James Maybrick. Oh uh, yeah, I guess that
2: makes sense. Right. Uh James Maybrick was uh, a fella, our last contender. Um he <laughs> the real story was the weirdest that... game show of
0: all time. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what's my line, except yeah. they're all serial killers.
2: Now, the real story of Mr. Maybrick was that he was uh, some kind of arsenic addict who married an 18-year-old and then died of arsenic poisoning, and his wife got blamed for it, and then arsenic later a hoax addict. happened.
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Okay, an alleged hoax happened, where his diary was found and revealed him to be Jack the Ripper, and it was probably bullshit, but maybe not.
1: So uh, does arsenic also- cause delusions of grandeur?
2: yeah i feel like my my feeling was that the diary was written much later and fabricated and maybrick never wrote a word of it but uh
0: i could be wrong versions of (laughs) mere huh? just the the glint in your eyes (laughs) also i like to imagine they found a page in there that just had a heart and james plus arsenic written in it yeah love that arsenic
2: um yeah, uh, and, uh, gosh, uh, the alternate version was, I'm trying to recall,
0: what was the alternate version, Brian? Help me out here. Uh, that, uh, James Maybrick was, uh, one of the, I'm trying to remember the name of the alien race, the ones who oh, weren't right. wizard people. Reptoloids or, um, oh, Al,
2: some Noid. Altoids. He was a, one they of were. Al, yes, Altoids, the fresh maker. Uh, James Waber <laughs> was the fresh maker. Curiously um, fresh yeah. Or whatever it is.
0: Curiously Strong. strong. Curiously strong.
1: strong. That's worse yeah, for much a worse for Jack the very League. scary alien.
0: <laughs> Who went around tracking uh tracking his lizard people enemies and his uh scorned wife uh followed him, finishing them off. Mm. Um right. And uh, that behind was the, every great man <laughs> is a woman doing the actual work,
2: murdering everyone in his yep. wake.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to uh, Bridget Callahan for that. Should um, we briefly,
2: since this is the last one, talk about as briefly as possible the other four options? John Montague Druitt was a sad idiot who killed himself <laughs> and then got blamed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then got blamed for the murders. He got blamed
1: for his own suicide. Yeah, he just
2: happened to kill himself at about the same time the murders stop, and that's about where the evidence ends in my recollection.
0: Uh, yeah. More <laughs> he was or less. Just a sad, he sad also got boy. fired from his job for like mysterious reasons.
1: Well, there were about four cops in yeah. all of Britain <laughs> at the time. Right.
0: And they were all arsenic <laughs> addicts. Yeah, uh-huh. Just wasted. <laughs> um,
2: the alternate version. I don't. Th- I think Druid was still innocent in the alternate mm. version, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, there's a skateboarder <laughs> named Rad Tony. Um, yeah,
1: all skateboarders yep. are named Rad Tony.
0: Skateboarding not a crime. No, nope. but uh, most skateboarders serial killers. It turns out. Good to know. Yeah. Tony Hawk. Um, I can't think of another skateboarder.
1: Uh, when I first moved to Denver, a guy skateboarded past my house with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's true history
0: like brandishing that's just it true. Or just he like... Just,
1: I just had a gun just like he was holding clearly holding a gun on a skateboard It was like if you don't have a car you don't get a gun yeah, I feel no, like you that's... gotta
2: yeah, Wanna... yeah.
0: <laughs> like a Ford Focus is relatively cheap yeah. I feel like at a certain point <laughs> well
2: that's what I drive so <laughs>
0: <laughs> well Well, take it from me. It is accurate to say it's a 2003 Corolla. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All
1: right, Um, While we're all bragging. Jesus.
2: Yeah, I don't want to reveal, pull the curtain back uh, on our listeners on what we're doing with those big Patreon bucks. uh, (laughs) Regardless, uh, so Rad Tony was uh, the killer in that alternate history. And then the following uh, episode, we talked about Francis TumbleTee, who was uh, mm-hmm. um, an eccentric, possibly gay man who was deeply misogynistic mm-hmm. and a fake doctor, and uh, who uh, had a couple incidents of violence. Also, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. by porn the canal. Peddler. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah had at least some, I think, some impetus to be a suspect in this particular. Mm -hmm. Series of killings. I Um, mean,
1: honestly, it was enough if they had syphilis. Like, that was kind of all they had to go on. (laughs) Like, this guy has syphilis. He's a suspect.
0: Yeah, syphilis has a little cameo in my story.
1: Yeah, I believe that.
2: (laughs) Well, syphilis has a cameo in every story that takes place in the 1880s, whether it's mentioned or not. In every single Marvel movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if you look hard enough, it's like Superman in the Seinfeld episode. Syphilis <laughs> is always in the background.
0: Yeah, that's what the S on his chest stands for. <laughs>
2: Syphilis. <laughs> um, and in the People alternate Tumblety, to see him.
3: <laughs>
2: and the alternate alternate take on Tumblety Tumblety uh, had a series of accidents in which he accidentally killed each of the five canonical Jack the Ripper <laughs> subjects. That's great while trying different professions, uh, Mm -hmm. and then also actually killed about 10 other people on purpose. (laughs) That's hilarious. I
1: love that.
0: Hey there, this is Brian, reminding you that The Revisionist is supported by listeners just like you. You can make a pledge and get rewards like shirts and even the right to vote over at patreon.com slash the revisionists. I'm going to try to go through this because there's... A lot of shit, but feel free to interrupt. Uh, I don't know why mm-hmm. I said that because that's just what we always do. In 1910, Sir Robert Anderson, who was the uh, the assistant commissioner for the Metropolitan Police, uh, releases his memoir, uh, which <laughs> which is titled "The Lighter Side of My Official Life," uh, wherein he discusses the Jack the Ripper killings. Um, so
1: The lighter side of my official life yeah. is like, I want to read the darker side of your non-official yeah. life, yeah. where that book is so much better.
0: <laughs> like, you keep the lighter side in the bathroom, you keep the yeah. darker side just on your actual like nightstand.
1: So what's your unofficial
0: life? like? That <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah, it's like that 80s sitcom, My Unofficial yeah. Life. <laughs> um, uh, in the memoir... He says, uh, and this is a quote, just heads up, uh, anti-Semitism plays a role in this story. Um, Again,
2: like Syphilis, there's a cameo by anti-Semitism in every story that takes place in the 1880s.
0: And up through uh, the 2018s.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It kind of had a supporting or recurring role for a while, I feel mm -hmm. like, around, for about 2008
0: or nine. It was off working on another series, yeah.
2: But in 2016... Got promoted back to series regular. <laughs> Huge comfort. Yeah, now
0: it's an EP, actually. Yeah. Um,
1: Silver screen star.
0: Uh, <laughs> antisemitism.
2: <laughs>
0: I find it. Find yeah,
2: it. Yeah, they call it the antisemitizants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud
1: of you for that one. That you was, did it. It was that. a
0: long way, but you you got there. <laughs> you just put your head down and powered through. <laughs> so in his memoir, he says, quote, I'm almost tempted to disclose the identity of uh, Jack the Ripper, but no public benefit would result from such a course. In saying that he was a Polish Jew, I am merely stating a definitely ascertained fact. I will merely add that the only person who ever had a good view of the murderer unhesitatingly identified the suspect the instant he was confronted with him, but refused to testify. So, in his memoir, Anderson never names the suspect, but he gives a copy to uh, uh, one of the investigators on the case, Sir Sir Donald Sutherland Swanson. Um, Ooh. So, not Donald Sutherland, but Donald Sutherland Swanson, which is less cool. Um, and so, later on, it was found that Swanson— But is,
2: is there a relation, is the question. Is this man the great-grandfather of everyone's favorite, Kiefer Jack Bauer—
0: Oh. the keefs wait is K- is kiefer sutherland related to donald sutherland
2: he's his yeah. son yeah oh shit okay kiefer sutherland
1: is not hot enough to get a career on his own
0: <laughs> that daddy is... pulled some strings <laughs> i don't know uh lost boys he was pretty good
2: still not that handsome though <laughs> no that's that's- I think I think you I think you're falling into controversial territory. I think there's some people, particularly right. a little bit older than us, I'll fight people who uh, that. who were into him in Lost Boys, Stand By Me era. No, they were into earrings. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was
1: into earrings. It was not about Kiefer Sutherland. It was about <laughs> the fact that he could hang from his toes and he was blonde.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, so in 1998, uh, it was found that uh, Swanson had written some notes in his copy of the book. And among those notes uh, was the name Kosminski. Um, so Aaron Kosminski uh, was born in Klodava, Poland in 1865 uh, and his family fed, fled pogroms in 1881. Eventually, set a, settling uh, most of them anyway in London. Uh, he worked as a hairdresser, uh, and he lived right in the heart of Whitechapel, uh, where all the murders took place. Um, so,
2: because he was a hairdresser, you know he had access to blades.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. That's
2: that's piece puzzle piece number one.
0: And of course, had scissor hands.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: And That's
1: going on my resume. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, honestly, I really like Johnny Depp for these crimes um, <laughs> because fuck him. Um, in 1885, police uh, police detained Kosminski as he was showing signs of mental illness.
2: Is that um, was that intentionally referring to the fact that he was in that From Hell
0: movie? As oh, he was. I forgot about that. Well, it was like Ian Holm who played the killer in that movie, uh, who is not the actual killer, so we're not going to be discussing him in any depth. (laughs) Um, Oh, episode five is not Ian Holm? I I think episode five is... Yeah, no, not Ian Holm, not Bilbo. He was first committed to an insane asylum by his family sometime around then, 1885. Uh, He, not to diagnose someone, uh, he showed signs of Paranoia and schizophrenia, uh, like he experienced auditory hallucinations in particular. Uh, so, after the, at some point after the killings, February eighteen ninety one, he's committed to Colney Hatch Insane Asylum, uh, which is a name I only included because it's very British.
1: Yep, um, it's very British. Yep. Yeah, laughably British that name.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of very British, in nineteen nineteen, he dies of gangrene. So. There are only two people known or believed to have ever witnessed Jack the Ripper in action. Uh, a man named Joseph Lawand and a man named Israel Schwartz. Uh, Lawund saw the fourth victim, Catherine Eddowes, going off with a man shortly before her murder. Uh, the other witness, Israel Sh- Schwartz, uh, is almost certainly the man who identified Kosminski as Jack the Ripper. So according to Schwartz, around 1245 in the morning of September 29th, he saw a man stop and talk to a woman who was standing in the gate of Dutfield's yard. Uh, and Schwartz would later emphatically insist that that woman was Elizabeth Stride, the third canonical victim. Uh, the man was five foot five, late twenties or 30, uh, dark hair, and a small, neat mustache. Uh, he it really was, makes you think
2: like, why haven't uh, I accomplished anything by age 30 when this guy was already a super famous serial killer? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, I mean, there's nothing stopping... <laughs> the only thing stopping you is yourself and the law. Uh, that's
2: true. I got I got a few more months between 31. He could. Do- <laughs> you know what? If he could do it in three months, so can I.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, the man was built uh, like a manual laborer uh, and seemed to be drunk the the man tried to pull stride uh into the street and she screamed and this is sort of the most fucked up part of the whole story to me israel schwartz believing that he was witnessing what he described as an incident of domestic violence uh cross the street to avoid getting involved
1: (laughs) that makes an appearance in most uh most stories throughout
2: history as well yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Um, Just
2: like just like the syphilis thing inspired Superman and Seinfeld that inspired the finale, that disappointing finale where they all go to prison for that bad Samaritan's law.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So when he's crossing the street, Schwartz saw a man standing on the side of the street smoking a pipe. And as Schwartz passed him, the man attacking Elizabeth Stride called out. To The other man, uh, the word Lipsky, which seems like a name, uh, and it seems at, like it. Yep, uh, and at that point, the second man began to follow Israel Schwartz. Schwartz ran and managed to lose the man. Uh, he described him to police, who then apparently eliminated that second man as a suspect, though no one's ever been sure as to why. Um, part of the reason no one's ever sure of this shit, uh, is that at certain points. Different police officers removed case files from the Jack the Ripper file, either for safekeeping or to take as souvenirs, or some people allege to protect the identity of the killer. And also, the rest, most of the rest of the records were destroyed during the Blitz. So there's actually not that much official shit to go on. Donald Sutherland, uh, in his notes, says that the witness and the suspect were both Jewish, And that while the witness identified the subject in the interrogation room, he refused to testify because he didn't want the execution of another Jewish person on his conscience. Which, who knows if that's actually true or a little bit of anti-Semitism working its way into the story. But this is also white travel in the 1880s and Jewish migrants, primarily coming from Russia, their population had been increasing over the 1800s, Um, like by 1914, 90% uh, of all the Jewish people in England lived in Whitechapel uh, and like a couple of the neighborhoods around it. Uh, and I feel were... like, as
2: a as a Jewish person, I think, especially at this time period, you might have some motivation to not testify something that would sure. increase anti semitism in an sure. already deeply anti semitic, you know, time. Which,
0: like, that's not wholly unreasonable. But it yeah. could also be a thing that is used to inflame anti Semitism at the same time. Yeah. Right. So.
1: If one's a serial killer, they all are.
3: <laughs>
1: it's what synagogue is. <laughs> yeah, ripping <it's>, guts.
0: It's. <laughs> ripping guts. Yeah. Fortunately, <laughs>
2: we've come a long way, and no one would infer that about, I don't know, any group of immigrants from anywhere nowadays.
0: Oh,
1: never. No. Yeah. Racism's gone.
0: Nope, that's yeah. true. Uh, we took care of it with um, Wild Wild West. Yeah I, think it was, yeah,
2: I I was going to say Remember the Titans, but maybe it was <laughs> Wild Wild West. I
1: was oh my God, I want to remember the Titans, but with like <laughs> with Jews and Israelites. They just play football together, and everything's fixed. And, and they're they have, like so good.
0: And they just have like a goy coach or whatever. <laughs> Is that Remember the Titans? Like, yeah, um, uh, The rampant anti-Semitism also led to the increased like ghettoization of the Jewish population in Whitechapel, uh, which is why conditions were so bad around the time of uh, the Jack the Ripper murders. So there's that witness testimony, but there's another piece of evidence commonly cited against Kosminski. So when Catherine Eddowes was murdered uh, the same night as Elizabeth Stride, uh, a silk shawl was alleged to be found beside her. Uh, stained with blood, and one of the officers took the shawl to give to his wife. Gross. Thinking, like, she could
1: use the That's some real Whitechapel shit. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Stealing the murder shawl. That's, uh... You're haunted for life. I also remember that
0: that movie, Harold and Kumar Go to Whitechapel. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I would Sorry. love a time travel like they're bringing back Bill and Ted but if they bring back Harold and Kumar and it's a time travel comedy oh where they God. go to the scenes of the Jack the Ripper killings I it. <laughs> and also in 1880 I think every shawl was probably
0: a murder shawl at yeah. least like
2: 90% <laughs> I'll kill you with
0: your shawl man uh, so he gives it to his wife and his wife not being a ghoul, just put it in a box and never like touched it.
1: Oh, yeah, put that murder shawl away. It,
0: uh, it's for special
2: occasions and the right. event just never came. Yeah. yeah,
0: in case you need to murder someone or be murdered. Yeah. Yeah, or uh, your daughter's aw. wedding. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I need another nice You know the shawl. saying something borrowed, something blue, something blood, murder stain. shawl, something <laughs> yeah, new. Something. <laughs> Covered in
1: the kidney of a <laughs> murder victim. You see that? When, it had bits of kidney on it.
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I, it had I a, a, a,
1: a tiny bit. Yeah, like the little,
0: tiniest bit of kidney. Just a little hint of kidney.
1: A,
2: aw, a hint just of a little kidney, kidney bean.
0: Aww. <laughs> Aww. So eventually the shawl ended up in the Scotland Yard Crime Museum uh, in like 1991 uh, but then it was put into storage for lack of evidence it actually belonged to Catherine Eddowes. Ugh.
1: Nobody puts murder shawl in a box. You know?
0: Like... <laughs> yeah, it's from that movie Slash Dance. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: Not what the reference is, but we're close.
0: <laughs> oh wait! Oh, is that dirty dancing? Yeah, dirty oh, slashing. We're I've there. Never <laughs> see dirty slash. Oh, God. I don't care for that one. I man. mean, that's should
1: have been the name of Whitechapel.
0: It's, it's dirty slashing. And of course, dirty, dirty, dirty slashing, slashing two yeah. Havana nights. Yeah.
1: Aw. <laughs> that's a lot more slashing. Or just as much slashing. Um. Just an ethnic twist. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just a little. Uh...
1: You know who's in Havana Nights, the guy from Star Wars. Wait, which the in from Rogue One, the the Hispanic dude. Oh, he's the main character in Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. From
0: Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. What is his name?
1: The the it's like Fabian or something. <laughs> I know that's not. <laughs> I it. thought you were gonna
0: say Fabio. I'm it's like, like Fabio. Back. It's
1: like Fabio or something. No, but anyway, that's a star wars history <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean we're also mostly that yeah what um, the hell is his name Fuck. we'll think of it yep keep going <laughs> um, uh
2: the the main guy or the, the main guy Is it diego luna
1: yeah diego luna is from havana Nights, but i can't think of his character's name i had such a crush on him and In then I, one,
2: it's cassian
1: andor cassian i was oh, close uh, with fabian all right yeah.
0: Yeah, we'll take it. He's
2: Sorry. also, <laughs> listeners, the guy who was uh, in Game of Thrones, the Red Viper of Dorn. He's that dude.
0: He's dope. Okay. Yeah, I, I just made that. This is me learning things about <laughs> Hollywood stars night.
2: <laughs> this is our awesome. Diego Luna
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Looney for Luna. Uh, it's our little. Uh...
1: I'll die for Diego. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yet yeah, this is uh he's probably... sponsored by Tiger Beat. Uh, <laughs> he's probably like 5'4. <laughs> I resent that. Um, uh 5'10! Five, 5'10 five, yeah. according there he is. to He's actually right in front of Zach right now. <laughs> We're name? comparing heights.
2: He's in every episode. He just uh he doesn't want to draw the attention away from us. Oh
1: my no, god. No, he's a,
0: just a charmer. Um <laughs>
1: I love the idea of a podcast where everything happens knowing a celebrity is just off screen. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, we are so far off. Oh god! He like almost talks like how most episodes the whole time. (laughs) Like they're just trying to bait Diego Luna into
2: comment. The number of times he opens his mouth, leans forward, and then just waves his hands like forget (laughs) it.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, buy it, print it, oh, make it, it. I'm an, I, I love need it that. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> but it's called the Diego Luna show
0: <laughs>
2: uh-huh. tellingly he also never laughs.
0: laughs no he does not really enjoy no, the show all that much all. Uh-huh. <laughs> he finds us disrespectful Yeah. so uh, anyway in 2007 uh After going back to a descendant of the Sutherland family, um, the shawl was bought at auction by Russell Edwards, uh, an amateur sleuth. uh, And we can go ahead and
2: infer that was Kiefer, probably.
0: Yes. (laughs) An amateur sleuth who runs a Jack the Ripper tour and gift shop. Edwards brought the shawl to a man named Dr. And it's some German name. uh, Dr. Hari Luhailanen, whatever, uh, a molecular biologist at a university in Liverpool, uh, and the doctor isolated a blood sample and a sample of a different bodily fluid. Um, So in 2014. Oh, uh, do you have
2: to guess what the other bodily fluid was? I mean, it's semen,
0: but I didn't want to say it. Uh-huh. We're too,
2: we're above that. We would <laughs> no not on the Diego Close. Luna show. No,
0: not on this. He Giz won't cast. have it. <laughs> uh, so in 2014, the doctor announced that a comparison to DNA samples of a descendant of Catherine Eddowes showed that the blood on the scarf was a match for Eddowes, uh, and that they found a match for the other sample to a descendant of Aaron Kosminski's sister. Edwards claims that like this is the one piece of forensic evidence in the case and it seals it. But first of all, there's no chain of custody for the shawl that is 130 years old. Uh
1: nobody wants it
0: yeah it's like you take it no you take it and they certainly don't want to be known to have handled the fucking murder shawl it's
1: the opposite of a will yeah <laughs> you just pawn
2: this off on somebody who's they're just hate. keeping
0: their relatives alive so they don't have to inherit it I
2: love that I love the idea of like how classically for like weddings and bridal parties like you re-gift candles and this murder shawl is that for wills <laughs> What the fuck am I going to do with Uh, this? I guess it's going to my least favorite niece.
1: (laughs) I love that. At a white elephant exchange. (laughs) Where it's like... (laughs) Uh, God, the murder shawl again!
0: I I, knew it was in the snowman (laughs) bag. Can I trade this for like... Blockbuster gift card? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a sign
2: behind the blockbuster desk that says no murder shawls accepted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, additionally, uh, the DNA analysis claims have never been subject to peer review, and they originally appeared uh, in the Daily Mail, which is barely a newspaper. Also, there is some dispute over whether the DNA marker used to identify Kosminski is one that is uh, shared by 0.2% of people, or one that's shared by 99.2% of people. Oh, what? Yeah, they was just like forgot a, to
2: carry the one in that one.
0: There was like, it was. I don't remember the technical term it was like five one five three or something like that. Some technical DNA bullshit. I don't know. Um, that in the report, uh, it was written one way, and other analysis claimed it was the more common marker rather than the more rare one that Edwards and Dr. Luhell and German name are uh, claimed it was.
2: Every time you say Dr. German name, I do think of Joseph Mengele, just for reference. So
0: Chief Constable, uh, and this is maybe a more British phrase than Colney Hatch Lunatic Asylum. Chief Constable Sir Melville Leslie McNaughton wrote a report in 1894 where he listed his three main suspects. Among those suspects, a man listed as Kosminski is described as having, quote, uh, a great hatred of women, uh, especially of the prostitute class, and had strong homicidal tendencies. Uh, He was removed to a lunatic asylum about March 1889. The problem here is that this doesn't describe Aaron Kosminski, as far as we can tell. Uh, Aaron Kosminski went to an asylum in 1891 and was never described as a threat to others during any of his years in custody. Uh, However, another inmate in Colney Hatch uh, in the records went by the name David Cohen uh, definitively matches important details of Kosminski's profile. He lived in Whitechapel. Uh, he was treated for syphilis, uh, ring the bell, in early 1888 in January, and the murders began in. This man, David Cohen, was taken to the asylum where he showed violent, antisocial, and destructive tendencies. And uh, he was taken into custody one month after the mar- murder of Mary Kelly, the last canonical victim, rather than almost three years after, in the case of Aaron Kosminski. And it seems that David Cohen may have been a simplified name for a Jewish patient who couldn't speak English, uh, or had a name who was Jesus too complicated Christ. for like the the staffers to write down correctly. And as near as some researchers can tell, uh, the real name of David Cohen was Nathan Kaminsky, which is close enough to Kosminski that it's definitely possible that. A transcription error in someone's notes meant that Aaron Kosminski has been confused for centuries with Nathan Kaminsky, who...
2: So, so far, in the real stories, we have the story of three (laughs) people who, like, had shitty, sad lives and never hurt anybody, probably, and then just got accused of some
0: shit based on a coincidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, also, Nathan Kaminsky might be the one we actually vote on for the actual history. That's a real story of Aaron Kosminski and Nathan Kaminsky,
1: or whatever other name they just yeah. slapped on him because it seemed hard to pronounce.
0: Yeah, David Cohen. That's easy enough for any Jesus for any Christ. English person. Hello, everybody. I'm JD Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free flowing, wide ranging conversation that I have with
2: artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver. And beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com.
1: This is from the perspective of Aaron Kosminsky, which I don't know if you guys usually do, but here okay. we are. Here we are. This is from this is his story. My name is Aaron Kuzminski. I'm a 23-year-old Polish Jew from Kladowa, Poland. In 1881, uh, I moved to the unlit, unwashed, unpoliced streets of Whitechapel with my two brothers and sister. One of my brothers was named Wolf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is That's real. That's true. real.
1: I had to include it because you didn't. His name is Wolf. What? I Wolf
0: Kuzminski. About that part. It's
2: rude. It's kind of like it reminds it, It's kind of like the first time you see Fiddler on the Roof, and about yeah. 15 minutes in, there's just a character named Laser Wolf,
0: and you're like, "Wait,
3: yeah, what?" You're like, what, what?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, I <laughs> like." You watch the rest of the musical, not you're knowing, like... and that's how they catch you because it's an amazing <laughs> show. Uh, but also, yeah, Laser Wolf gets people gets butts in the seats. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Laser wolf gets bucks It sounds like a wolf they send out yeah. during intermission to make everybody sit down. <laughs> yeah, no, he
0: has a little vest on. Oh, he's cute. Uh, he's really just more of a big husky. Ow.
1: Laser wolf? All right. I'll get a husky. Uh, between 1888 and 1891, Whitechapel was a horrible place. Beer was cleaner than water. Beds were more expensive than the prostitutes in them. Pay for sex, get a bed free, was the law of the land.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was a hairdresser back then, trimming up the lads' beards and the ladies' beards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, kind of, I really want to put some like noir music under this.
1: <laughs> During my 20s, there were 11 murders in Whitechapel. They attribute five of those murders to a man called Jack the Ripper the most infamous serial killer in England's history. They say, I'm not Jack.
0: <laughs> you couldn't see this. Uh, Rachel just put a cigarette out on her hand.
1: <laughs> the bitch of it is, I'm not.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: mur- murder Marianne Nicholas or Annie Chapman. I didn't murder Elizabeth Stride or Catherine Eddowes or Mary Kelly. But I did commit the other six murders in Whitechapel. <laughs> and frankly, I deserve credit for it.
3: <laughs>
1: I killed the other six. The other s- Fuck Jack. He only killed five. He killed five people. I killed, but he's such a fucking show off. He has to go and tear their guts out and everything. Talk about overkill. <laughs>
3: all
1: right i had to do it i had to do it i was gonna not and then i was like nah aaron would love it that's his name
0: Loves us do it. T- trying to go for the crowd work
1: yeah i was clearly the better murderer but nobody cared he was the neil armstrong to my buzz aldrin the kim to my chloe
0: to Honey Nut
1: Cheerios, <laughs> to My Frosted Flakes.
0: What time period is he speaking in right now?
1: Now, he's a ghost oh, living okay. between us. Between oh, the it's uh
2: Yeah, what's that? Uh, Kevin Space, American. Beauty? Beauty. Fucking won the Oscar? American Beauty situation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nah, he haunts the murder shawl, for sure. He goes where the shawl goes. I just picture it like a Mostly
0: camera. Mostly boxes. A camera <laughs> spanning a Although, museum, and then it stops on the shawl. The shawl's like. Probably wondering how I got here.
2: <laughs> I, I, oh God, I am a little, strong. I was okay. I was hoping at the very beginning of your presentation that you would do the classic like, and now I'm in Fitzgreeley Sampson lunatic asylum. And I'll bet you're wondering, how did I get here? <laughs> Let's go back five months.
3: <laughs>
1: I've been wandering these streets for a long time. I don't remember.
0: As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be implicated in five murders.
1: (laughs) Six Six I deserve my six.
0: Sometimes Rachel gets this look in her eyes that makes you believe she is capable of six murders. Oh, I'm
1: I'm haunted by the murder shawl which is haunted by Aaron (laughs) Kosminski. uh murder shawl wrote all right that's (laughs) almost uh so close keep moving i was supposed to be england's most infamous serial killer i was supposed to get my mugshot in the history books next to a dead prostitute (laughs) mac the clipper they would call me Cause I clipped them toes off.
3: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> or
1: Zach the flipper for at, perhaps.
0: Cause
1: I hung them upside down or something. Or maybe I just like steal their ears. Also, I don't know. He,
0: also, he flipped houses. Was the other thing.
3: <laughs> it's hard to
1: develop a murder. Uh, it's hard to develop a calling card when the other when another guy is stealing all your lamplight. Of which there were one one lamp, <laughs> one lamp one lamp in all of Whitechapel. Important. <laughs> Information super easy to murder when there are no lamps. (laughs) I actually, I actually knew Jack. We went to the same synagogue. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) I would even go so far to say we were friends, especially as kids. Who could fit more marshmallows in their mouth? You know, Mm -hmm. who could could drink a pint the fastest? (laughs) Who could kill the most cats? Oh no! And he always beat me. And everything we did. Mm -hmm. It was his idea to trap the neighbor kid in a death shed because he could read. (laughs) It was his idea to cut the wings off a parakeet and see how far they could fly without him. (laughs) He was good at that stuff.
0: I bet not far.
1: You know, their their (laughs) bodies are meant for flying, like you think. If
2: If if you give them them a little head start, they can go...
1: It's like darts. 30 feet. He's got a tail with like a little tail. Who knows? It's so somebody should do it and, and tell me about it. Don't no pictures. Okay. It wasn't my idea. It was somebody Jack the Ripper's in my fake story.
0: Somebody should do. It. <laughs> you know,
1: MythBusters. Can a parakeet fly further without the wings? <laughs>
0: Yeah, on investigation discovery. Yeah.
1: Both of the Mythbuster guys are just covered in bird blood. They're like,
0: No. Not at all. And then the narrator comes on, like <laughs> I mean, I mean, whole thing.
3: <laughs>
2: This myth was featured in the podcast, The Revisionists.
1: Uh he was good at that stuff. He was, you know, he was creative. But I killed six people that year, and he only killed five. So finally, finally, I should have won.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But then he cut the tits off that hoe, and that's all the newspapers cared about. Zoinks. I'm a murderer.
0: <laughs> no, no, are you, you
1: zoinks and tits or, or hoe? Uh,
0: look, I mean, honestly, both. I mean, probably
1: cut the tits <laughs> off the hoe. The whole package. Is the <laughs> look, I don't know. He's He's just not as bad as everyone says, you know? When I got sent to Colney Hatch after yanking one in front of a police dog,
3: <laughs> he sent me a latke
1: basket. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> one, that sounds delicious.
1: Right? A basket of latkes? Yeah. Or is it a basket made out of latkes? I'm, I am I. mean, I'm yeah, interested it's like a sourdough involved.
0: bread bowl. Right? It's just full of sour cream.
1: God.
3: <laughs>
1: I could end the story there. <laughs> yeah, we'll and then the he invented the, uh, the uh, lotka basket, <laughs> and that's the, that's the end of the story. <laughs> He busted out of the prison or the insane asylum, and and now he's the famed creator of the lotka basket, <laughs> and also England's most infamous serial killer. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you separate the art from the artist? You know, right, like exactly, like can I point. still enjoy a lotka basket <laughs> if he killed seven people, six people?
0: I mean, I don't condone it, but no. on the other hand, we can now analyze the Lotka basket in a different way. Like
1: it's public domain now, right? <laughs> right.
0: If you illegally download the Lotka basket, <laughs> that makes it fine. I <laughs> the think The question
1: is, can you 3D print a lotka basket? That's <laughs> That's what we're doing.
0: Oh man. We got now good I ideas put potatoes on it, good. In 3D printer.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> Until one day Jack arrived on our front stoop. Turns out if you kill five people, they'll they'll send you to, to an insane asylum. Mm. He showed he showed up and he was sick, you know, he, he needed a friend. He, he arrived looking for me with a vodka basket <laughs> and Diego Luna at his side. Uh, <laughs> no. oh wow. Uh, and 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 we rekindled our our friendship. You know, it's two murderous lunatics bonded. Together. Oh, lunatics!
0: Also, the name of Diego Luna's fan base.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love it. What? I'm getting lunatic tattooed on my forehead. Is that whose Twitter handle is that? Because if it's not his, he's fucked up. So lunatic people who are like shaped by the moon—is it based in—is
0: it like a uh, that Latin is thing? where it comes from? I don't know, like at what point in history we derived that.
2: I yeah. think people used to believe that uh, the full moon caused erratic behavior. It's the mm-hmm. same thing that inspired werewolves sure, to yeah. be a.
1: That's what happens when, <laughs> oh no,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> when werewolves get bugs, you know they're <laughs> they're called lunatics. All right, uh, I gotta give them lunatic medicine. Luna, tick and flee. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. Focus, focus, focus. Now, the doctors told me I was a schizophrenic, delusional, paranoid, and incoherent. Uh, but I thought, not if Jack's around. A <laughs> man with a friend is never insane. Mm.
3: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know that saying.
1: Yeah, if you have one friend, you're fine
2: uh <laughs> i think that's uh at that card at the end of it's a wonderful life <laughs> always remember a man with a friend is never insane i, I just remember uh Every and then
1: he
0: thanked an angel <laughs> for saving his life
1: parakeet gets its wings back yeah i remember uh, when jimmy store
0: opens that card and a piece of kidney falls out of it oh god uh, also he's apparently at diego luna underscore what yeah uh i'm missing- sure Ad
1: lunatic is taken but
0: I'm sure I, somebody's Diego sitting on Lunatic? that fucking nice... Yeah. I couldn't find it, actually. It might be available.
1: Oh, my God. If this if this hasn't been taken by September 15th, when this comes out, <laughs> I will be disappointed in the pun <laughs> the He's got, like, two films, so it's just, I don't know how many <laughs> lunatics are out there. Okay, focus. <laughs> I, love you. I love you, Diego. I mean, uh, Diego has that effect on people. So in, in, in the asylum, Jack and Diane, uh, Jack and Aaron... <laughs> bonded bonded you know they their friendship had splintered after the wager sure you know when 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 you have a summer and 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 the winner doesn't win Mm -hmm. aaron got pissed uh he started i i i'm schizophrenic i'm changing my tone uh (laughs) i i believe I believed that a higher power was speaking to me, that it controlled my actions, that it claimed the movements of all of us around me, including Jack, including the people we killed together. And, and I was overwhelmed by the capacity of the control in our lives. So I stopped cleaning myself
3: and <laughs> I
1: stopped entirely. I stopped washing. I stopped taking food from anyone. I started eating out of the gutter primarily because it seemed cleaner than the food they were giving us at the asylum. Yes. You know, they served it just directly out of a gutter. (laughs) Uh, You guys have buffets. They have gutter lines. The
0: gutter is nature's golden corral. It
1: is. But in in the asylum, we, we encouraged each other and we grew. And in truth... We became lovers. <laughs> Jack, Jack and I, he, we, we had violent flavors about each other that made for incredible sex. And, and we murdered seven or eight imbeciles uh, <laughs> together in, in the asylum. And, and I felt justified because there was a higher power controlling us. Mm. We were brought together. You know, by by the universe and the and Latka Basket. And it, it ran our life. But then the Shank was invented.
0: And <laughs> Oh, of course by Dr. Cornelius Shank. Yeah,
1: by yeah. Doctor Cornelius Shank who who was uh who was a member of uh the Colney Hatch imbeciles. Uh he played on the baseball team. He was pretty good. Uh, he, <laughs> he invented the shank and uh that was too much for old Jack, you know. Mm. He didn't like ideas being thrown around that weren't his own, and Mm. he he snuck in on Cornelius. And he tried he tried to he tried to rip him, you know, but
3: Mm. how how how
1: can you compete mm. with somebody who's got a knife when you just got your rippers, you know? Like he's (laughs) (laughs) he needed just means hands. Oh wow! Right, he just he was a ripper. (laughs)
0: He wasn't a stabber
1: or a slice. He was a ripper. Yeah. He was a slicing man. He wasn't, or a ripping man. He wasn't made for the age of
0: slicers. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever, whenever someone said the phrase, the greatest thing since sliced bread, he kind of got a little wistful. he he hated it, you know,
1: because he was like, what about ripped bread? You know, I... I think we we're all fine with ripped bread. It's a very disorderly uh, sandwich. You don't have to... He's like, I like my sandwich, it's just torn. You know, <laughs> it's easier to eat out of the gutter. Uh, <laughs> fistfuls. Fistfuls of bread. And uh, That was and, the name of his autobiography. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fistfuls of bread. Uh, puddles of blood. Fistfuls yeah. of bread. And of course, uh, for a few fistfuls more, no, that's a different... I had the joke wrong. <laughs> Anyway, I'm editing that He said,
1: this is your body broken for me. That's what Uh, he said. Try Uh, the
2: good, the bread, and the ugly.
1: Ah, (laughs) The good, the bread, and the ugly. Jack came after Cornelius. He wasn't a a fan of the new era. He said, men don't need knives. Real men,
3: rip. (laughs) (laughs) And And uh, Cornelius stabbed the fuck out of him. Rip is how this story (laughs) ends. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cornelius really got him. Really stabbed him. Turns out. Knives so much better than ripping. Uh, yeah. They really, really did a number on old Jack. And as Jack lay dying, with the blood of Cornelius almost on his hands, uh, couldn't quite break the skin. They keep your nails cut in the asylum. Uh, <laughs> couldn't get in there, you know. He uh, yeah. he whispered, "You met me at a very strange time in my life." <laughs> And then he got on a bus and he went away. In the end. Bleeding. Yeah, bleeding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so stabbed. Uh, In the end, though, Jack died a great villain. He's shrouded in mystery, which some say was his greatest achievement. Mm -hmm. And uh, I died of gangrene in the Metropolitan (laughs) Asylum for chronic imbeciles. But I killed six people, so I want that to be clear. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank you. With a knife, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel, thank you. That's the story of Aaron Kozminski. My goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, listeners, I just want to take a minute to uh, to plug in another show on the Denver Podcast Network, and that's the Denver Pizza Podcast. Uh, oh. The uh, the show that's committed to trying every single pizza in Denver, uh, and every single pizza
2: chain, not every single
1: place. Oh, no, they're they're stealing slices of pizza,
0: for sure.
1: They're intercepting pizzas.
0: (laughs) No one's had a slice of pizza in Denver in months. Yeah, napping slices.
2: I'm surprised it's not a bigger story, but with all this shit going on in D.C., I guess it just got (laughs) overlooked. Well,
0: the thing is, they pinned it on the Noid uh, for a while. Um, uh, Oh, yeah. That's uh, hard. What the fuck, Denver Pizza Podcast? Listen to it. Um, as uh, as for us listeners, we ask that you review us on your podcast service of choice: uh, Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, uh, all the all them shits.
1: Jack the Stitcher. <laughs> it's the opposite of Jack the Ripper. He's a doctor.
0: Yeah, that he went the right way. That marketing scheme in 1889 did not work great. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, also, you can uh, always ask us a question or leave us a comment on our website, revisionistpodcast.com, or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr for some reason. Um, and, Rachel, you uh, you host We Still Like You, which is one of the best shows. Yeah,
1: it's my favorite. It's uh, every second Wednesday uh, at 8 o'clock on the Comedy Room Room. We tell stories uh, that we're ashamed about, and the crowd shouts, we still like you. It's dope.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic show. Also, Pussy Bros.
1: Yeah. Uh, we have a monthly showcase. It's me and comedians uh, Christy Buckley and Janae Burris. Uh, and our show is on last Saturday at the Black Buzzard at 10 p.m.
3: Awesome. We've got our,
1: our next show is September 29th. Uh, we've got the hilarious Maggie Mae headlining. So awesome. come hang out with us.
0: That's going to be a, an awesome show. And that's yeah. such a good venue. And yeah. Yeah, they're the best. Always, always check out whatever Pussy Bros are doing. Yeah. Um, As for me, listeners, um, uh, my new show, Know Your Shit, will actually be the night this comes out. All right. Um, So if you're really on top of it, you can still get down. Uh, You can uh, buy tickets in advance uh, and just find uh, Know Your Shit on Facebook uh, or just show up at Comedy Room Room at 8 o'clock. And I also co-host Queen City Companion, which is an all-fall storytelling show. Uh, at Mutiny Information Cafe, the first Thursday of every month, uh, eight o'clock. Uh, come check that out because that's such a delight. Uh, and then Zach, you uh, you're leading the charge on our voting initiative.
2: Yeah, for the few episodes up until November. Um, this one's coming out September the fifteenth, and most states have a voter registration cutoff uh, about a month before the election. So you are running out of time mm-hmm. um, if you have not already registered to vote. I would strongly suggest you go to uh, usa.gov slash register to vote. Yes. Or usa.gov. If the glove doesn't
3: fit.
1: That link should
2: probably be in our show notes. Uh, also, if you want a more, a little bit more uh, full tool that uh, I found even though it's run by a competitor podcast is Vote Save America because they do have sample ballots for different states and more information about where your polling place will be and how to get there and volunteer if you feel so inclined uh so I like I said you are you have very little time left to do this and if your state has processing times Waiting until October Mm. is a shitty idea. So do it now.
0: Yeah. There's no penalty for doing it early. Uh, So do it. Um, Speaking of voting, uh, when this episode drops, that means voting is now open in our effort to determine who is Jack the Ripper. Um, So the way I want to encourage people to vote uh, is by becoming supporters via our Patreon page. Um, because you will get the ability to vote not just in the Jack the Ripper uh, episodes, but in all episodes. Um, so that's really cool. I'm going to retake that. <laughs> uh, so do that. Um, and if, uh, if that is just not in the cards for you right now, totally understandable. You can cast a vote by going to revisionistpodcast.com, uh, going to the contact page, and just sending us a message with your vote for who is Jack the Ripper, Uh, whether uh, we'll put a poll up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got options. You got got plenty of options. Um, Rachel, thank you for being here. Of
1: course, thanks for having me back on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zach, thank you as always. Of course. Diego, of course, uh, thank you for being here. He's uh, nodding, he's nodding. Uh, He's just so bashful. I love it. Uh, uh, but uh, for everyone here at the Revisionist, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. Have a good time. Thought
2: Diego was going to chime in there at the end, but no. Oh, I know. He's
0: just he can't do it. He's too shy. <laughs> it's weird because he's a star. <laughs>